Hello and welcome to the 108 podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Raquel. And we are the Type 1 Together Girls. We are stripping down life with type 1 diabetes from two people who live different versions of it every single day. Please remember Type 1 Together does not give medical advice. We are only sharing from personal experience. Oh my gosh, I almost started dying laughing while doing that intro because I just am thinking about Danny. <laughs> like saying what he remembered of it when y'all recorded together. I feel like he said the whole thing, so right? Funny. Oh, he just didn't say the medical thing. Oh my gosh. No, he, he knows everything. It's so, so funny. I feel yeah. like every time you say it, I just black out because my brain's like, you don't need to know this. It's not your yeah. line. <laughs> you don't need to know it. You're fine. <laughs> um, Before we get started, really fast, I want to remind everyone to sign up for Thrivable if you have not yet. I'm just so thankful for them. They donated a bunch of coloring books on everyone's behalf who had signed up to be part of their, like, research database basically during the month of November and so even though that's not going on right now um, it's totally free for you to sign up and you get paid to be in research studies for caregivers Um, if your child is under 15 I believe that's the age group that they're looking for right now and they have a lot of remote ones that you can do as well as local ones depending on where you are and it's just such a great way to give back make a difference in the community and also make some extra money so I'm going to link that in the show notes if you want to check that out and you haven't yet thank you thrivable again for all of your support so awesome i actually did one a little while back and brought hattie with me and um she was fine she just like sat there and it was really cool and then <laughs> i got my my money my little visa card um from them yeah after and it's so nice. yeah and i was able to buy my cool new non-millennial pants what are the my cargo jeans what's the <laughs> yes i love your jeans i think they're just oh they're cargos right they're cargos, cargos but like gen z's bringing them back and so yes i'm trying to prove that i'm also cool you're so cool <laughs> <laughs> you're cooler than me i don't know what you're talking about yes you definitely are <laughs> also i have to say right now that i'm I'm sick. So I just feel like I sound really nasally and that's probably just more in my head, especially with headphones on. But yeah, so the the saga continues. I <laughs> am back in LA now, but I have COVID unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's been a fun few weeks, y'all. <laughs> it's so wild to me that you didn't you have some symptoms you tested and you're negative. And then you tested yeah. again, like the next day or 12 hours later, and you were positive. It's yes. so crazy so, to me because I feel like once you have symptoms, uh-huh. you're going to test positive no matter what. Yeah. I got back on Tuesday and Tuesday night, I like just started feeling more tired. And then Wednesday morning, I was horrible. Like I made sure I was back in town to be able to teach my dance classes on Wednesday because I teach every Wednesday. Didn't want to miss it again. And then by like, 10 a.m. on Wednesday I was like wait I really don't think I can do this and so I took my temperature and it was like 100.7 I was like okay that's not a great sign and then I took a COVID test it was negative but then I ended up just being in bed feeling horrible all day and knock on wood I haven't been sick really much this year Um, I'm so thankful and I managed to dodge COVID several other times when I was around people who had it without knowing of course and so I really thought I was gonna be fine and then I just dodged it again but 
then of course I tested yesterday and it was like very, very positive. And I tested again with another one just in case it was wrong. Very positive. But you know what? Like, it's okay. I, (laughs) (laughs) it really is okay because last time I had COVID, which was two years ago, it was on my birthday and that was the worst. (laughs) And I, I was really bad that time. Like I was like throwing up and it was a whole situation. And this time it was bad for like the last two days, but today it just feels like a cold and I think I'm on the up. So I'm just thankful for that. And yeah, but I will share the other part of this that has been horrible. Wednesday night, I was already feeling sick and stuff, but my blood sugars had been pretty much fine. I hadn't really been eating a lot. And so there wasn't much insulin resistance to be noticed because I wasn't eating many carbs and I was in range, but then I went to bed and at about 4 a.m. I woke up and I just felt so thirsty and I was like, hmm, this doesn't feel right. Like my blood sugar must be really high. And I thought I had my high alerts on at least for the nighttime. You know how you can like set the Dexcom to have certain Mm -hmm. settings for certain times of day. So I always have it on at night, but I don't remember why recently I turned it off one night. I think, I don't know what the situation was, but I had it off for some reason. Never remembered to turn it back on. And yeah, I was 360. Oh my gosh. When I woke up at 4 a.m. And I was like, this is not right because usually control IQ would just bring me back down. And so I knew something was off. And I remembered the night before thinking like, oh, I should probably change my site because I've been using Fiosp again, which is the fast acting insulin that's not technically approved for the tandem pump. But I use it anyways because my doctor was fine with it. And basically after like the end of two days of using it, it sometimes will crystallize in the pump and it won't deliver anymore. And it it happened early on when I started using it where I waited too long and I learned my lesson very well that time. I was like, never again. So I've been super careful about it. And sometimes I use Novolog because I still have some and it's just easier. But I'd been using it again, especially while sick. I was like, this is great. It'll keep me more in range. It's aggressive. It's fast acting, extra fast. And so I remember thinking as I went to sleep, like, oh, I probably need to change this soon, but I think I'm fine. And I still had like 50 units left in the pump. And usually that means that there is, you know, I still have leeway. Now thinking back to it, I guess it makes sense because I wasn't eating as much. So that was a false Mm. way to view it. But yeah, so I knew that it was ketones from not getting insulin. Like I just had that same feeling that I've talked about on the podcast before that I had at Friends for Life. And so I immediately got up, went to the bathroom, changed my site, like, you know, in the middle of the night trying to like be quiet and turn lights on and like gave so much insulin. And then, I mean, I just felt so bad. Like I I couldn't sleep for the rest of the night. Like I was up from four through the rest of the next day because I tried to sleep, but I just was so nervous that it wasn't going to work. And I was like, maybe I should go give myself an injection. So then I just kept setting timers and like every 15 or 20 minutes I would like look at it again and see and then I eventually started going down but it took probably four hours for me to get back in the 100 range oh like a gosh. really long time and sometimes okay does this ever happen with Hattie where when you change a site like it doesn't like the insulin doesn't seem to work yes. right mm-hmm. away yep it happened yeah. two nights ago where was it two nights ago it might have even been last night no it was two nights ago and we put a new site on and put it on when she was at like 110. And then I crawled in bed and checked my watch like 30 minutes later. And she was 136, right diagonal arrow up. And I was like, I'm going to give the pump some time to like 
work on this and slow it. And before I knew it, she was reading high. And then she was already over 200. And it was just like this really fast compounding rise that I had to bolus extra for. And I knew it was because it was a brand new site kind of working through the absorption. Very likely the other thing is like we did it right at bedtime. So she's not exercising that muscle. She's just asleep. So she's not like pumping more blood to that area, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. But it's so frustrating because it's not every time, right? It's only sometimes. Yeah. For me at least. Like some, I guess lately it's been more often than not, but I don't remember that always being a thing growing up where like it wouldn't work at first or maybe I just wasn't aware enough. (laughs) Yeah. But it's so annoying (laughs) because I'm like, sometimes like, should I give a bunch of extra insulin before I change my site? Mm -hmm. Should I like give a bunch extra once I put the new site in? Like, I don't know. It's just frustrating to not really know that. It just feels like you're a little out of control in that moment, but yeah, so I just kept dosing and eventually I came down. But I think that combined with being sick, like those two things did not work well together. But since all of that has gotten better, I don't think that COVID has really been impacting my blood sugars in any crazy way. I've just been dosing as normal. I've been having tea with honey and a lot of Gatorade, stuff that is not low carb and it's pretty fast sugar. And so, you know, just been dosing and it's been okay. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, those sugary liquids and then dosing to help keep the starvation yeah. ketones at, at bay. Um, I wonder if when oh, you yeah. woke up with ketones, did you test uh, with the blood meter? I never did because Rick- I felt that bad. I know. <laughs> I felt so bad. That's and then so yeah. sad that you felt that you I felt know. that badly. Like, well, I just know in my heart. I know. Like, I know. This is ketones, and so I only, once I started I only, to get rid of that feeling, I only said Raquel because I just wanted to know what the number was. No, I love it. I'm I'm curious too. And then I remember the next day I was texting you about it, and I was like, I should really go check it. But it's like in the office. That's where all my diabetes stuff is too. Yeah. And Kevin was in there, and like we're quarantining from each other now. So I just was like, yeah, I'm not gonna go get it right now. But I could feel that it went away in my body. But I am curious. I should have checked. I was also a little bit scared to check. I'm not going to lie in the middle of the night because I was like, if it is really high, I mean, that's that's no excuse. I should have just done it. Oh, no. That's... I didn't want to know. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Being real honest here. <laughs> this is definitely not medical. There was, there was one time with one of my pregnancies. I think it was with Hattie where I thought I might be pregnant, but we had a wedding. And so I just didn't test, but I, but I, (laughs) but the timing had worked out. I figured out where we had conceived the night before the wedding. So I wouldn't have known either way if I did choose to test. Okay. 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 Wow. (laughs) Same thing, you know. Pregnant ketones, you know. Really putting this. <laughs> well, it's, I, okay. I started thinking about that because I was thinking to myself, I wonder if the nausea and like the horrible feeling of ketones is at all similar to early day pregnancy symptoms where like you're so nauseous, you have a relentless headache, your whole body aches, like everything is uncomfortable. Um, 
it's yes. just miserable <laughs> yes but it's also this other layer of like a ketone feeling yes. that I can never describe yes. but like Kevin asked me that morning after because like I kept waking him up because I felt so bad I was like mm. I don't feel good and he's like what do you want me to do and I was like like he was being so sweet about it and I was like I don't know nothing <laughs> I just want to complain to you but he was like I think he might have COVID or Kellen I was like no this is for sure just ketones like I know what ketones feel like and then of course I tested positive that morning so miserable but it was it's like such a different it's like everything I was feeling was like COVID symptoms but then with an added layer of yes. like this ketone Ugh, I wish I could explain it. It's so weird. It, I mean, I'm sure it just feels like your blood is boiling because it's there's literally just like acid pulsing through your whole body. Yeah, wonderful. It's gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> but how have you been doing? How's your life going? I've been fine. Yeah, everything's been fine. My two year old is very clingy right now. It's been slightly challenging. I've got. it's basically just like all day every day from the moment she wakes up mama carry me carry me carry me carry me which yes oh sweet so cute whatever and they'll get old and I'll want these days back and blah 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 blah. right now it is so hard to be the primary parent seven days a week and for 12 straight hours to have a Mm -hmm. tiny human like need to be yes physically held by me and not only that there's like a lot of whining and crying so fellow parents you know that I, I'm just tired <laughs> y'all she doesn't her little one doesn't even like me anymore because <laughs> whenever I would see her on FaceTime and stuff before she'd be like Raquel Raquel like hi like so excited to see me but ever since I stayed with her overnight, both of them, and we had the best time, but she was, of course, sad that her parents were leaving, you know? And so now whenever she sees me since that day, she just gets terrified, I think, that Amanda's going to leave and she just looks away. Well, it's not just you. Have I told you that? No. It's my parents. It's Danny's oh. dad. It's my best friend, Karina. It's like okay. literally anyone who is not me or Danny she is immediately like, my parents are leaving. <laughs> so okay. I've just that been, makes me feel better and my yeah. and sad for her. I mean, I get it because I was that kid too. Yeah, I, so I kind of was too. But it's it's very interesting because Hattie is just so opposite. I took them to the park earlier, and there was this adorable mom kind of like sitting off to the side watching her husband play with their little two-year-old and mm-hmm. Hattie was like can I go talk to her and I was like sure and Hattie <laughs> Hattie just really she likes pumping other women up so she went over yes. and was like hi what's your name I'm Hattie and she's just like we're friends now so sweet and so that yes. personality is so different from summer which it's not I'm not saying one is better than the other or whatever like I appreciate both my kids for who they are but it is very interesting having my oldest have that personality and then my youngest be so different but okay that leads us perfectly into our conversation today actually because we're talking about confidence around devices which 
I want to talk about like Hattie's feelings around that a little bit based on what you just said, but also shame around wearing devices and or your child wearing devices. I brought this idea up to Amanda because I think about it a lot on my own body. Like in the wintertime, it's really nice to just be able to wear long sleeves and not have my Dexcom or whatever showing, not because I hate showing it, but it's just this added layer of like people are probably watching or looking or people are going to have questions or you know, I just don't always feel like explaining it. And I think it's totally okay and normal to both be proud of being type one and showing off your devices and everything and also have days where you're just like, I don't want to talk about this today. And it's not that you're not being proud, you know? I think that line gets drawn a lot or like confusing on social media because people are very like, you need to show off your diabetes. And it's like, no, you don't necessarily. But then it made me think about like, well, sometimes I don't feel like showing mine off. Like, how does this feel for parents? Because I wonder, and I'm asking you, I guess, Amanda, like, do you ever have moments? And this is might be hard to answer honestly, or maybe you don't, but have moments where you're like, Ugh, I don't want these parents to think of me some other way because my child has devices on. Or like, I don't have the energy to talk about my daughter's diabetes today, you know? Mm-hmm. I have a lot of thoughts around this. I think that before I got my social anxiety, my just, I guess, generalized anxiety under control, I had a lot more days where I just didn't have it in me to handle the stares and the potential questions and the kids kind of like tagging along behind Hattie, like eyes laser focused on her devices, you know? And those days it was never a feeling of shame. Although that's not to say that that's not a normal or valid feeling if you ever feel that, but it, it was definitely more so like I was still grieving. I still would sometimes look at her with her devices on and like not recognize it or just be hit all over again with like a wave of grief. Like, oh my God, my kid can never just be naked, you know? And so (laughs) I don't even know. There's just so, there's so much to this. It's yeah, interesting because when you very first brought up this topic to me, I was thinking to myself, wow, I I didn't stop to let myself really absorb this thought. But the other day she had long sleeves and long pants on and it was almost a relief of like yeah. when we're out and about where I was just like, this feels good. But then when there is an alarm that goes off or I have to stop and do a finger prick or I have to say, are you going low? Do you feel low? Have a juice box. And then I see other parents, like their ears perk and their eyes start to shift and they kind of like watch what's happening. I know they're just curious. I would be curious too. Like what is something going on? And a lot of times people have good intentions and want to help, you know? So, Mm -hmm. so often it feels kind of emergent like 
I, I think parents can hear the sense of urgency in another parent's voice. So if I'm saying like, are you, are you low? Do you need a juice box? They're probably like, Oh, what's going on. And it was interesting because at that point I no longer wanted it to be cold where my child had to wear long sleeves. I would rather her devices show as just like a visual explanation that I don't have to do for myself. Yeah. You know, where it's like, even if they That's don't so know what type one is, they can put two and two together that like that child has medical needs and right. whatever's happening right now is part of their medical needs. And I mean, I don't know. There's just, there's so much to discuss there, I guess. Like, I think part of the job that we do, it's like ingrained in me to educate part of being a NICU nurse, one of my favorite things was educating parents because I'm a huge proponent of the more education, the less scary life is, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty like open with the devices. And the other thing is I really want Hattie to have a sense of pride is maybe the wrong word, but just like being super secure with herself and yes. being really comfortable being like, I have diabetes. And she says that because there will be some kids who are bold enough to be like, what's that? She's like, I have type one diabetes. That's my pump. Yes, she does. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Me too. Yeah. Sorry. What are you going to say? Oh, just that I think it's interesting thinking about it on a, a child's body versus me because I think I get more nervous, not because I think people are going to think I have diabetes. That actually feels fine to me, sort of. Well, there's another layer to that that I'll get to in a second. <laughs> but I always like worry more about like, are they going to think this is something else on me? Mm. Like a lot of people think it's like a birth control thing mm. or they think it's a camera or they think it's one of those things you get after you get out of jail. Oh like, my God. <laughs> there's a bunch of weird things like that. And I put it on my arm again in the front of my arm because it just it hasn't been giving me compression lows there at all. And it's been working so well. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. But when I put it on yesterday, I definitely had the thought of like, ugh, I really want to go to some workout classes the next few weeks. Like, I'm not going to be wearing long sleeves in those classes. Like, I don't know. It just crosses my mind. And the weird thing is people don't really ask me about it. Like people don't talk to me about it at all. And maybe I'm just not giving off the vibe that I want to be approached. But I get so many messages of people saying that they're always approached. And I'm like, I never get approached. But and if I do, it kind of gives me more comfort, I think, because then I can control the narrative in a little mm-hmm. a, a bit of a way and like explain it the way I want to explain it. But I'm I think more nervous if I'm being really honest with myself about the way that people are perceiving me without me even knowing, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Do people ask you very often? Um, no, I tend to offer an explanation before they can ask because I think that a lot of people are trying to be polite and not ask. And I almost uh, dislike that more (laughs) than just asking. It's like, if you're going to stare or like kind of linger, just fucking ask me. Don't, I don't like the, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't. I give an example of like when that's happened, like where you've noticed someone at the park. Anytime I go to the park, if okay. someone can see her device at the park and it's like a parent of a kid that's following Hattie around, I can like kind of feel their eyes shift. And, you know, a lot of times like I'll wait till we make eye contact or until we're close enough and something makes sense for me to be like, oh, she's a type one diabetic, you know? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Like today, today is a perfect example. Took them to a brand new park. She immediately made a friend because she's Hattie, which is the best. And, uh, she was, she had her jacket and, um, like long pants on. So couldn't see her devices. And she's just talking with this little boy and they exchange names, whatever. And then she's like, can I play with him? And I'm like, sure, hun. And it's a new park here in San Diego that's huge. And so she wanted to run away. And I was like, if you're going to go to that far end of the park, though, can you wear your Dexcom phone? And I usually I just say phone. But because yeah. his dad was right there, oh. I said Dexcom phone because Dexcom uh-huh. is, you know, it's at least yeah. an indicator of something. And... He didn't say anything. Yeah. And she like waited and I was like, it's okay. You can go run with your friend. I'll get it set up and I'll come to you in a second. And so she like ran away with him. And then the dad and I started like walking over there together. And I was like, she's a type one diabetic. So we got to keep her phone near her so I can get her blood sugar readings. I just offered it. You know, he didn't ask and he wasn't being weird. He was super kind. And um, he just said, Oh, right on. Yeah. Got to keep that close so you can always have those numbers. And it he That's said great. something like he actually knew what I was talking about. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, really cool. I never – I have not received a lot of comments that are negative or like – difficult to answer i've i've had parents who like once i open the conversation they're really curious about how i figured it out and i'm always going to share that with other parents on the off chance it saves another kid's life yes yeah and most people are just like genuinely curious and oftentimes walk away being like that's amazing (laughs) you know yeah I love just sharing to share as well. Like I have found over time that it's much better to let people know that they can ask questions, mm-hmm. like literally saying like, I love, you know, sharing about it. Like I'm totally open to questions anytime because otherwise people just don't know what to say. They don't know what to ask. But I guess that's when you're like already in a conversation of some sort mm-hmm. or I mean, that's super interesting to hear about just like being at the park and stuff. Cause y'all are always out doing mm-hmm. fun things. And I forget that when you have little kids, like you end up just talking to more people around you. I feel like oh than gosh. I would, if I just go to the store, I <laughs> freaking before I got medicated, <laughs> Zoloft <laughs> literally needs to sponsor everything that we do because I will talk it to death <laughs> before I got medicated. I, I would like try and think of ways to avoid being in any public space that was going to like be exceptionally busy, you know? And it it was like, if we walked up to a park and it was completely empty, it was like literally the heavens had opened up 
I was like, oh, this is the best day of my life. I don't have to talk to anyone. I don't have to like worry about anyone staring at me or whatever. And now like it still feels nice to go to an empty park every once in a while. But now I mostly think, oh, that sucks for my kids. They usually want to make friends, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can relate that to, which is not the same at all, is when I, I first got my dog and he was a puppy. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a puppy and everyone stops you, yes. it's probably even more so for cute little kids but every well no I don't think so yeah pet. no yeah maybe that's that's weird so yeah everyone like wanted to pet him and I was just like I can't go on a walk without walking two feet and being asked to yeah to talk yeah but yeah okay I don't know like you said this conversation can go in a million places but I think ultimately I just want people to know that like if you do feel shame around it if you're type one yourself that is totally normal not shame's not the right word but just like like it's not always comfortable, no, you know. I think that, that's fine. I think that it's important to use the word shame here because okay. by using yeah. the word shame, we're going to reduce the shame because yeah. acknowledging that's that shame true. is a real emotion that people feel, and then also in the same breath, reminding everyone that you didn't do anything to cause this. There's nothing to be yeah. shameful of, but it's also okay to, like, you can't help it. If that's just a natural feeling that's coming up, you yeah. can't freaking help it. You just got to let and yourself work through it. I'm definitely an over-explainer when it comes to, like, when people do notice it or it comes up in conversation, like, I immediately will give them the explanation of, like, yeah, I have type 1 diabetes. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the difference of type 1 and type 2, but blah, 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 yeah. which, by the way even type two, you do not have to cause it on yourself. And yeah. even if you do, like just trying to destigmatize all of it, but it is really frustrating. I'm not going to pretend that it's not that people think that I gave myself diabetes and that I ate too much sugar and all this stuff like that does bother me. And I do like to make it clear that that's not why I have it. <laughs> there was one older woman one time who, or maybe it was an older man who said, did she just eat a lot of sugar as a baby? And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, how is that really what the world thinks? It's so frustrating. Oh, my God. I just smiled and corrected. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, and if a parent is out there listening and they also don't always feel like showing off their child's blood sugar or their devices or whatever, I also think that's totally fine. And, I mean, you shouldn't try to hide it, of course. But, like, if you want to hide it some days, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Because also maybe your child doesn't want to talk about it. Like, they're also getting tired of it. I was literally just going to bring that up very often. Not very often. There are times where somebody will ask us, what is that? And I'll say, oh, it's her insulin pump. And Hattie's standing right next to me and she's looking up and I can feel it already where she's like, no no, 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 no. And I just mm. will be like, you know, it all happens so fast. So it's not like I'm actively being like, she doesn't want to talk about this. I'm going to keep going. But, oh, that's her insulin pump. She has type one diabetes. And I just feel her energy shift. I stop immediately. Yeah, you can sense it. And we leave it at that. And then it's like, where do you want to go play next, hun? And she's just, you know, yeah we're done with it. And then when we're alone in the car again, I will say like, Hey, I noticed that you got quiet or I felt like your body language shifted a little bit. Are you needing a break from talking about it? Do you not want me to share that with people? 
And because even though she's four, she can still communicate. And if I open up a conversation like that for her, even if she couldn't verbalize exactly what I just said, she can still hear it, understand it and say, yeah, like I need a break or please don't tell people. And it's always, it's always on her. It's based on what she needs, you know? Yes. I love that. I wish I could remember how I felt. Like I'm sure there were moments where like it had to be discussed and I didn't want to talk about it or like there are situations where you have to tell a teacher, you have to tell, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure that doesn't always feel good, especially if someone else is doing the explaining for you. So it sounds like you handled that very well. I don't know. All right. I'm trying to. Yeah, let's let's hop off of here so you can go blow your nose and take <laughs> Sorry, a nap. Sorry, I keep coughing. I know. <laughs> You're fine. I appreciate you doing this so we can get one more episode out. And yeah, everyone, the show is definitely growing, but it's nice and steady. So if we can rate, review, and subscribe, that would help us so much and you know, we're just trying to reach as many parents and families as possible. So, and even more than that, if you could send an episode that you love to a friend, like that would even oh yes help so so much, or share it on your stories, anything like that to get the word out to other type one families. Oh we really really appreciate. Yes, whoever you were, if you're listening, that posted to your your profile, like friends and family, if you're curious about ketones, this was the best explanation. I like. That was the nicest review. I felt so, that felt so freaking good. So thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you all for all your messages too. I know a lot of you are loving it and you're keeping us going. So thank you. All right. All right. We will see you all next week. We have lots of new guests coming soon. So stay tuned. Bye y'all. Bye.